Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to author and expert copywriter Nick Paninsky. Now, we're talking about the basics of website copywriting, so listen up for lots of advice. Thanks for downloading. The copy on your website is important, but how much time do you spend working on the words? Do you know what to write? Is the design of your website more important than the copy? Uh, All these questions and more answered by author and expert copywriter Nick Paninsky. Now, we talk a little bit about artificial intelligence as well and uh, how good it is at writing copy. Not very good at all, no. Uh, You can find Nick on his website, LinkedIn and Instagram. There's links in the show notes, so make sure you give him a quick tap. Uh, Can I also quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free, and I'd love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media and subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can find more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Nick was if website copy was more important than the design of the website. No, I can't upset any web designers. <laughs> I would say that design and copy are two sides of the same coin, and one without the other, you're just missing out. Um, so yeah, hundred percent, it is. You need a bit of both. You need great copy, but you also need great design. You know, we're, we're visual creatures, right? So when mm. we look at something and we don't like the look of it, we don't engage any further. Um, And the same can be said for the copy, right? If people are reading things and it isn't relevant or it isn't attractive, then they don't engage any further. So for me, I would say that you need both. Um, But also as a bit of a bias, I'd say that copy is more important. (laughs) As a copywriter, (laughs) yeah. It's, It's weird, really, because I always think of Amazon. Right. And I know Amazon's like a different beast altogether, but the mm. website is pretty ugly. It's yes. it, it's not the I mean, if you went out and you thought I'm going to design an online store, you wouldn't make it like, look like Amazon, would you? You'd, no. you'd make it look. But I would imagine they spend a lot, a lot more time on on copy. Do you think for smaller businesses, ug, sort of like having an ugly website is a is a benefit or not? I don't know. <laughs> It's a strange one, right? Because you do pull out an excellent example, right? Amazon's website is pretty ugly, really, when you think about it. Um, But in terms of small businesses, it's difficult to say, really. For me, you know, I'll stick with my original answer, right? You've got to have both, really. If people do not like the look of things, you know, they don't engage further. It's, you know, that's why when you go to like Asda's or whatever, you know, like the the best of range, right? Yeah. The design looks beautiful. Yeah. And then when you go to the basics, the essentials, the design looks basic and essential. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think with Amazon particularly, it is a different beast, isn't it? I mean if you went to yes. your if you went to your accountant's website or, or or a you know a small business or something and the website looked like it was built in I don't know, 1998 or something, then you'd probably be thinking to yourself, well, well, they, you know, they're not very good. They haven't bothered updating things very quickly. They're a bit behind the times. But we don't care about Amazon. So maybe it's something to do with, you know, the size of the bit. I don't know. Well, Amazon, as you say, it's a law unto itself, but equally they have cheap prices, which are very attractive. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it does that one job really, really well, doesn't it? So I tell you what... I tell you what, let's let's walk through kind of like a basic brochure website. Um, 
uh, not really do Just specifics. Before we move on, that. my thought process for Amazon is, you know, like that Pareto principle, right? The 2080. Yeah. Right. So for me, I imagine Amazon have said, should we bother redesigning? No. Why bother? It's not going to affect their bottom line, is it? Sure. You know, people are still going to go to them because Amazon is customer centric. Yeah. You know, whenever you've got a problem with Amazon, they sort it out immediately. I don't know if you've had any experience with yeah. that, but if, right, if you lose a yeah. parcel or you want to cancel a membership, they do it immediately. And equally, then, you know, they've got uh, the cheap prices. So what the website looks like doesn't really matter all that much to us. It, it's, you know, is it part of that 80, 20? And it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty irrelevant, really. Yeah, I would imagine there's a hell of a lot of testing going on in the background. Incredible, yes. Yeah, incredible amounts. Yeah, yeah we don't see. Um, let's walk through a, a brochure website, sort of like a basic website that every small business has kind of got. Um, not talking mm-hmm. about a shop, just a, you know, your basic little website. Um, start with the homepage. What do you kind of see as the role of a homepage? And, and have you got any copywriting tips that, that we could make our homepage better? Yeah, okay. Um, so the first thing to say about the homepage, the most important bit would be your hero section right at the top. Yeah. Right? So, you know, above the fold, the first thing that people are seeing. And your website has to, ideally, it will say who the website's for, um, what it does, um, and, you know, have a nice call to action as well. Uh, ideally, you'd have an image of a, I don't know, like a happy customer. Yeah. Um, because people want that result, right? So I did a website for a local garages. Um, and the, 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 the head image is a mechanic giving the keys back to the customer and she's smiling. Because, you know, that's what the audience want. They want that end result. So that was the image that we went with. Um, And then, as I say, the hero section is is essential. I go onto so many websites, John, honestly, where Mm. they have um, really poor explanations of what they do or who they do it for. And you think, no one's interested in this. Yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. There's there's too much... Because a homepage is a weird, a weird thing, isn't it? Because people mm-hmm. don't tend to, or in my case, people don't tend to land on the homepage. They would tend to land on a specific product or service page because that's probably what they've searched for, right? Yes. So what do you see as the role of the homepage? Is it just kind of like diverting people to the other pages? Yeah. I mean, for me, I like to keep a homepage absolutely nice and basic, get an introduction to, you know, what the, what the business is mm. and what it offers, um, you know, have a, a bit of an about section, which introduces the key players, but then says click more to find out more about them. And, and as you say, it diverts off. Let's get some services in there so people understand um, what services are on offer with this business. So, and again, divert off to the main service pages where you can find out more. But a homepage should be extremely simple, minimal wording. You know, I, I've been onto websites before where it's it's like War and Peace or like <laughs> Wikipedia or something. Yeah. And I think no one's reading this. Um, you know, there's too much information. People like to scroll, right? So yeah. give them nice big headlines minimal information and filter them off where they can go and get more information about the stuff that they want to find out about. Yeah. And I suppose that's that's where sort of like the structure of a website comes into it a little bit, where you start categorizing things, because you might have 
25 products or 25 services that you sell, you can't fit all of those on the homepage, can you? Else you'll exactly. end up war, war and peace again. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I think it's always good to get some testimonials in there. Mm. Um or um, other social um, social credibility, um, and also I think it's really good to to have the nice the, the benefits of working with that business or with that service provider, you know. And as I say, yeah. keep these words nice and big, nice and bold. Don't go into it too deep. Make it really easy for people to absorb the information without expending any energy. Yeah, let's move on to kind of like a product service. I suppose lead generation type page. These are the ones that I presume are going to appear in in the search results a lot more because they're product or service specific. How would you kind of like? How do you go about kind of structuring one of those types of pages? Uh, what type of website? Do you, give me well, an example. John. Yeah, let's have an example. Let's have an example of an accountant's capacity. So you've got an accountancy accountant, small accountants in a small town, and their products or their services would be things like small business. Tax returns, VAT returns for larger businesses, blah, blah, blah. How would you go yeah. about structuring one of those individual pages? Uh, I like to, I mean, for for a specific page about, you know, if we were talking about, uh, you know, a tax returns. Yeah. Um, okay, so personally, I would say that you always want to have a separate page for each service that you're offering. Sure. Um that really helps with SEO, but it also really helps that your customer, uh, it really helps your customer identify yeah. where they're at. So rather than there being a whole mix of emotion. Um, and personally, you know, as a copywriter, I like to identify the pain that your audience is going through initially. Um, so when it talks about tax return, you know, tax is overwhelming. If you don't know what you're mm. doing with tax, then it, it's quite a scary prospect. So I like to write about the pain of those things, not in a, um, kind of alarmist manner, but yeah. so that the audience click on that website, you know, on that service page, and they know that they're in the right place to, you know, because they, they can associate with the words that they're reading. They say, right, yeah. I, I struggle with all of this, you know? So if we're talking about um, it being overwhelming to get, God, my knowledge of tax, John, is pretty poor. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, yeah, mine is as well. But but it's it's ideal. It's, it's kind of like you... you, you 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 kind of like say instead of saying we can do your tax returns for yes. you, you you kind of like saying are you confused with tax returns doing your tax returns we can help you sort of is that the type of message you you think it you put across exactly that yeah um, and I'd, I'd hesitate to ask too many questions I see this on websites all the time where right. they say you know um, are you struggling with your tax return. Does it yeah. feel like you want to let someone else do your tax return? And, you know, there's a lot of questions. The problem with questions is it, it, it's nice because it's empathetic and it's how we have conversations in real life. But when you're doing it with copy, the idea of copy, ideally, uh, is that people get on at the, at the start and start reading and just keep reading. And questions stop us from reading. They, um, you know, they, they, they make us think. And that's the last thing that we want. So rather than asking questions, just kind of spell out for people the pain that they're in. Um, you know, um, I want to stay away from tax because I don't know anything about it. But if I <laughs> yeah. was to say copywriting, for example, right? Um, so does any of this sound familiar? Uh, you really struggle with what to write to attract your target audience. Um, and it feels every time you put your fingers on the keyboard, um, you have no idea what to do. 
Uh, it can feel like writing is an impossible task. Yeah. And what I'm re re doing there, you know, is identifying the problem, exacerbating the problem, and then you can come in with the solution. Um, so, but there is a solution, uh, work with me to get the best copy possible, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you go into what the benefits are of working with me. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you do much research yourself and, and try and find out what the pain points actually are about a particular product or service? Yes. Yeah. As um, a short answer there, John. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yeah. I don't know enough about most, um, most industries that I work with. So I, I work with online course creators, but yeah. you know, I can work with anyone really because all it takes is, is research to find out what people are thinking about, what they're struggling with. And, you know, if you don't have that key information, then people reading it, they don't, they don't, uh, they don't engage with it. Right. If I write yeah. something like, Oh, achieve your fitness goals. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Fitness sure. goals is so vague. Um, it could just mean about, it could basically mean anything to anyone. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't help when we're trying to attract our target audience. Um, what's the, uh, Seth Gordon, you know, he's talks about, yeah. um, go deep, go on your niche. Right. So sure. rather than talking about fitness goals, you'd be talking about uh, getting a six pack, um, yeah. in 12 weeks or whatever, because that's what a guy would want. Whereas a lady would not necessarily want a six pack. She may be more interested in building a booty or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. So the, these people have different problems and, and research is really key to go away and find out what these people struggle with and what they struggle with then has to go onto the page. Um, and so that those, that target audience understands that they're in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, one thing over the years I've always found is that the folks who are running the business do struggle to mm. write an awful lot about their business, about what they do. They do. If you turned around to somebody and said, write 500 words about what you do, a lot of folks would struggle, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's one of these things where we all know that we can write. So mm. a lot of the time, pe business owners think that because they can write, they should write their own copy. But in reality, it's a skill like, like any other, right? I yeah. can't design. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. when, when it comes to designing, I outsource all of that. I've just hired a designer to re redo my website because yeah. I can't design. If you gave it to me, it would all be plain white with black type so, yeah yeah and then i suppose um, the web designer will fill in all those little buttons with click here or read more or something which is exactly. probably what the what you don't want because you'd probably describe a, a call to action button differently yes yeah exactly that so yeah, it, yeah there is a lot of um there is a lot of uh, people who struggle to write copy without and, and sometimes they don't even realize that they struggle to write it yeah. Um, how do you skill. how do you fit see kind of like the little forms the little lead generation forms on kind of like every product service page are you a fan of that or do you think we should just stick to kind of like one contact page Oof. Um, or does it matter see I, I would say that it only matters based on what your goal of your website is do you want them to be contacting you or do you want them to join your mailing list or do you want them to just buy things? Yeah. And th and then that there tells you the answer of whether or not to have this contact page. For me, for my website, I've put contact everywhere because that's what I want people to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a personal choice and it should be aligned with what you want for your business. 
Yeah, I suppose if you've got a if you've got a service and you just want a lead basically from that page, then putting the contact form on every lead gen page is a good idea. Yeah, I think so because it makes it easy for people. You know, mm. I don't want to make it difficult for people yeah. to contact me. I want to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. So I put it on every page, even though I've got a contact page. I will put a little contact form everywhere. Um just because that's what I want them to do. Whereas some people will want people to join their mailing lists. Yeah. So they would have that at the bottom of every page. And, you know, I would encourage people who have a mailing list, you know, to have that sign up, uh, you know, very regularly, because if that's, yeah. you know, if that's what you want, put it in places, get it at the end of every blog. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, do we need a blog or a news section? Do we have to have one? <laughs> I mean... Um, you don't have to have one. I yeah. think it's a really good idea to have one. Um, yeah. I think, you know, like with this uh, podcast, John, right? So you're sharing your knowledge, you're sharing your information, and, and I'm getting an opportunity to do that too. And, and that's what a blog is. You know, it serves many purposes, but one of, yeah. the, one of the really good ones is that it positions you as an expert. It you're able to share information. So for me as a service provider, um, you know, having a blog there to, to answer people's problems, to, to solve their problems, to give them guidance, it helps position me as an, as an authority, as a, as a um, you know, that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's more likely for me to be able to get business at the back of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I do worry sometimes a little bit about blogs and news sections because a lot of a lot of companies kind of like almost forget them. Don't they? It's like three o'clock on yes. a Friday afternoon, and I've got to bang out a blog post this week because that's what we you know that's what we got to do, and it it doesn't really tend to work like that. But then you've got the other aspect that pretty much every question that has ever been asked in the history of the world is probably been answered a hundred times on the internet, hasn't it? And it's yes. like if I write a, so if I write write an article, a beautiful article about how to do your tax returns or something or how to do this or how to how to do copywriting, you you're, you're fighting against everybody else who's already done that. Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, I know what you're saying, right? Because there is that that element, right? As you say, every question's already been answered elsewhere. But you having a blog gives you the opportunity to put your own perspective on it, your own character. You know, people mm -hmm. hire people, right? So, as a service provider, it's I think it's important for me to to share my personality in my blog and and you know, to answer those questions. Equally, you know, when you've got an audience, they want to hear from you. You look at someone like Amy Porterfield, for example, right? Mm. She's not she's not answering questions which haven't already been asked. Sure. She's, she's, you know, she's not doing anything uh, different, really, but she is very effective with it, isn't she? So, yeah. So, yeah, I would do, say do you... for me, I would say a blog's really key. Yeah, do, do have you got one? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, I've got a blog. I yeah. I would love to say that I am disciplined with it uh, yeah. and I update it every week, but it's it's yeah. I yeah. usually do it on a Friday and it's usually there every week, but sometimes there are gaps. Yeah. Um, client work has to come first, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm sure that's the same for other businesses and for yeah. other for you know, for your audience, right? It's yeah. it's a case of prioritizing. Yeah. 
Okay, let's talk about the elephant in the room a little bit. I'd love to get your idea your idea about artificial intelligence writing everybody's web copy. Because there are <laughs> there are loads and I mean, my own opinion is that it, artificial intelligence isn't very intelligent for a start. Um, se- secondly, it's always working on historic data, so it's always out of date, right? So mm. it can't set trends. It can't. It can't do that. Um, but how do you how do you feel about it? Because there's a lot of folks moving into this space at the moment, isn't there? Like you know, we'll write your copy for you. Here's a here's a post, a blog post. Yeah, um, I think I think that it's got quite a way to go to yet. To be honest with you, the 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 examples that I've seen have been relatively poor. You know, mm. the circle go uh, that the story goes in circles. Um, doesn't really make sense uh, a lot of the time and I think when you come to real hard-hitting copy I think you know persuading people to take certain actions uh, I think that we're going to be a a while away from that as well because if they're not able to get proper stories done then actual hard-hitting copy as I say which persuades people that talks about exactly what they're actually wanting you know people don't want to achieve their fitness goals right they want to uh, feel as good in a business suit as they do in a swimsuit sure you know that that kind of thing right and and it's easy for me to say that and, and i'm sure that they'll plug that into the ai but the audience will always differ on what they exactly want to hear and then the business owner will have their own personal style that they want to communicate across and yeah for me i think ai's got a bit of uh, a bit of learning to do yet. Yeah, I always look at Alexa, um, and I think to myself because I do my shopping list on Alexa, and I kind of like say Alexa, add cheese to the shopping list, and then I turn nice. up in the shopping list, and I've got things like lightning. I, I had this the other <laughs> week, and it was like lightning on the shopping list, and it's like, and and I know it sounds daft and everything, but AI, artificial intelligence as we know it at the moment, has got a hell of a long way to go still, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's interesting that you raise Alexa because, as you say, she, she. I mean, we've got one here in the flat, and yeah, she gets things wrong all the time. You have to say, to Alexa, stop, because yeah. <laughs> she just goes off on one and, and starts talking about things which are irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, and this so, kind of shows. And then if you're trying to, I mean, if you take that as an example, and I suppose another example, I use AI to do transcripts for the podcasts, and it's rubbish. I mean, I'm quite. I mean, I mean, it says ninety-eight percent accuracy on the box, but it's not. I mean, you know, when you get a word document and you look through it, you just, ugh, it's awful. Yeah. And I suppose if we're kind of like saying AI is going to be creating the copy that's going to keep our business going and keep us employing people and that, we're asking a lot of it, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. I think. I think it's got a long way to go. Uh, whether it'll ever get there, who knows? Yeah. I think you'll probably, um, as I said, I think people like to buy from people. They like to work sure. with people. So, you know, whether AI will ever fully take over, um, who knows? Maybe maybe in the future, you know, but because it seems yeah. like a scary prospect, right? You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're quite far away from... Um, self-drive cars even though they seem like they they've been around well they've seemed like they've been around the corner for the past 10 years um but even if you know even if they were launched tomorrow how much faith would people have in them and it would take a long time i think for them to become the standard so 
Yeah, yeah I think that it'll, it's quite similar for copy. Yeah, I like keeping my hands on the steering wheel. I really yes. do. It's, it just yeah, seems yeah. an awful lot safer. Um, this is really fascinating chat, Nick. Where can we find you? Where's your website, your social media bits? Where can we have a look at your lovely copywriting? Yeah, so it's www.nickpaninsky.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and, and I do bits on Instagram, but I'm not very good at it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so now, brilliant. Uh, yeah, we'll, um, what I'll do is I'll leave some links in the show notes and we can... Um, folks can tap on those brilliant um thanks for your time nick really appreciate it yeah you too john thanks for having me it's really appreciated thanks again to nick for his time don't forget to check out the links in the show notes if you've enjoyed the episode you can subscribe for more on apple Podcasts, spotify your favorite podcast player just search for not another marketing podcast thanks for listening